Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a one-shot actual play role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. All intellectual properties, including game material, setting material, music, and whatever else, is used without permission. None of it is ours. We're just using it to enhance our gameplay. But, an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyHammerK and on Instagram at SkyHammerPress. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas, check out our Roll D4 adventure prompts on social media. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 adventure. Based on the video games by CD Project Red, which are based on the books by Andre Sapkowski, today we're playing a review copy of The Witcher RPG, developed by R. Talsorian Games. If you haven't read the books, played the game, or watched the Netflix show, The Witcher takes place in a dark fantasy world with humans, elves, dwarves, mages, and monsters. Witchers were created to hunt monsters by mutating human children into highly skilled exterminators. They were very successful, and now there are few monsters and fewer witchers, which has left them hated and despised. Uh, the guest today for the interview is Tyler Churlin. Welcome, Tyler. Say hello. Hello. Ah, so now you are on the podcast. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for playing this game with us before. Oh, yeah, no worries. And you and Katie played Numenera before on the podcast. Yeah, that's correct. And we did an Expanse-based uh, one. I think it was uh, a one-off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. We did the you were in the expanse as well, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so uh can you tell me a little bit about why you like the Witcher universe? Why was this one a a game you really wanted to play? Yeah, so uh I guess I've played through all uh all three of the Witcher games, of course, on uh, on the computer. And uh yeah, the third one I've played through uh twice over. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm and, about 20 uh, minutes into the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the second one I've played through twice as well because there's two different storylines. Ah, big branching points. So that one's worth playing twice. Yeah, and then yeah, I've read uh, the first five books, I guess, uh, that were translated at the time, and uh, been kind of busy reading other stuff right now. But I kind of plan to jump back into the series. Hmm. Cool. And what did you think of the Netflix show? Oh, I thought it was great. <laughs> it was a little a little tricky at first to follow all the timelines going on at the same time because it happens a little differently than how it does in the books. Yeah. But uh, once you got a hang of that, it was a really good show. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I had always sort of tangentially seen Witcher stuff around, and I saw the wolf pendant, and I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. I need to get into Witcher, and I never did. Um, I was even working at EB Games when Wild Hunt came out, but I didn't play it. And then um, 
when the Netflix show was being announced, I was like, oh my God, I, this is the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, definitely entered pop culture even more strongly then. Oh yeah. And Jen and I loved it. Like we went through the whole season very, very quickly. And then like a couple days later, my dad was over like having dinner and I'm like, so you could hang around a little bit and watch some TV, right? <laughs> we watched the first two episodes again. <laughs> yeah. And there's no one like uh, Henry Cavill to have uh, headlining the show. Yeah. Just a, <laughs> I didn't expect it, but I loved leading up to it, seeing how much he was invested in it, which was really cool. Yeah. No, it's kind of a twofold thing where he's kind of a, household names so you can get people interested in watching it that wouldn't normally watch that kind of thing. Plus he's super into it. So he's actually, he actually did a really good job. Mm -hmm. Did you see that video of him talking about the, um, the sword fight in Blavigan? Yeah, I think I did see, uh, see that I think on Facebook. Uh, I, I loved it. I've watched that a couple <laughs> of times. Cause I'm just like, I get excited when people love what they do and they're like really into the aspects of it. So it's fun to see passion in a project like that. Oh yeah. I think he definitely had a lot of fun doing that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So back to the game that we played, um, the Witcher RPG. So like you said, you've played Numenera and uh, the Expanse before. Uh, how did you feel that the, um, the mechanics and the rules of the Witcher RPG felt? Uh, yeah, they definitely felt uh, pretty true to the to the games, uh, more specifically, kind of like the scenario of going into the abandoned tomb. Uh, it definitely mm -hmm. felt like it could have been uh, like a little side quest from one of the games. I kind of reminded <laughs> me a lot more of the second Witcher, almost even. Hmm. And so, for anyone who isn't like familiar with the Witcher RPG or Artel Sorian's other like big one, which is Cyberpunk. Um, basically you've got, uh, attributes and you've got skills and you add them together and then you roll a D 10 and roll that against a difficulty. Um, if you roll a 10, you get to roll again and add that in. If you roll a one, you roll again and, and subtract that, which is, I thought was really swingy and interesting. It was actually like in some ways a little bit more fun than rolling a D 20, like in Dungeons of Dragons. Yeah. But some of the other, like cool mechanics that stick out to me were the facing and the, uh, and like the combat, which felt very tactical. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It was very, it was very tactical when our, yeah. <laughs> when our party was creeping around, you'd have to, you'd have to think of a lot of more things than just, uh, just the role playing aspect. Mm -hmm. And, like you said, that was a good translation of the game, of the video game. Oh, definitely. And uh, and one fun thing was the exploding dice rolls. Definitely give... Uh, <laughs> they definitely lend a hand to telling some more unique scenarios. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's see. One thing I wanted to talk about. We didn't get too heavily into it because, unfortunately, it was a one-shot. But in The Witcher RPG, the crafting system is pretty robust. Uh, they've got formulas, ingredients, and rules for like gathering the stuff and putting it all together. Um, and from my experience, most RPGs just don't have something with that much depth. So for you, as, a, as an expert on The Witcher, 
do you think that it needs that sort of that sort of thing to to be authentic? Uh, yeah, well, I guess uh, just speaking to the games uh, by themselves, yeah, crafting was definitely a, a big part of the game. So, in getting the whole feel of the Witcher games as a tabletop RPG, that definitely uh, would be a, a factor. And was it sort of like abstracted in the in the video games as well, where you get kind of like you know a couple of main ingredients? And those combinations make what you want. Yeah, in the in the games, I think they actually have them uh, ingredients by colors, and then you just need certain colors of ingredients. So there could be ten different kinds of plants that would fit fit a slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is that's actually you know, unfortunately, once again, uh, as we only had the one review copy and we're all social distancing, I was the only one with the book, but. Uh, when you actually go into the crafting system, they have it organized by color. Yeah. Which I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't recognize because I'm not that familiar with the games yet, but yeah, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine colors. Yeah, of course. And it, yeah. And as you play the game, you'll find too, that a big part of it is, uh, there's kind of this side informal side quest of finding all the different schools of witchers, uh, gear and armor and so you have to go into certain little caves and all that kind of stuff too and you kind of get to read notes and hear about stories of uh, other witchers out there it's kind of a neat little side part of the games that i really liked Mm -hmm. well how was it uh you got to play as a griffin school witcher did it feel uh like how did that feel yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely was kind of cool because you uh, you play as, of course, Wolf School Witcher Geralt in the uh, game, so you're kind of uh, a bit railroaded into his perspective. So it's kind of neat to try to role play as a different Witcher in the universe. Mm-hmm. So I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, without, of course, any narrative spoilers, what stood out for you as your favorite part? of the game that we played, whether that was uh, an event, the role play, the mechanics coming out. Uh, yeah, but- of course, the Witcher world is, is uh, so cool and, uh, and pretty unique. Of course, it borrows some elements from here and there, but uh, I thought one cool part is uh, in the books, uh, Geralt's always uh, getting, getting these crazy injuries and taking months to recover and lots of time for narrative and all that. And of course, not trying to give away any spoilers or anything like that, but I definitely like where my character kind of ended up. It kind of seemed <laughs> realistic of somebody in that kind of profession, you know, definitely a lot of, definitely a dangerous gig to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the combat mechanics are meant to be quite fast and brutal. And like you said, the exploding dice really give you that opportunity to to have things just go sideways real quickly for the players and for the NPCs. Like we had some beautiful cinematic moments where, like, um, where in combat somebody's like, "Whoa!" Decapitate, slash, spinning around, and it just <laughs> it felt. Uh, the characters felt powerful, even though they were just, you know, beginning level characters. 
Oh yeah, and even in the in the Witcher show, like all the action happens so fast, and mm-hmm. it's part of why it's so cool. Yeah, it's stylized. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what do you think was the biggest weakness of the game? Were there any sort of hiccups or things that we stumbled on? Uh, well, I guess uh, yeah. Like my wife, Katie, and myself uh, aren't the most experienced RPG players right so uh i guess we haven't seen as many systems as some people have but i thought that uh, some of the math and adding up numbers it wasn't all straight tens adding and that kind of thing so that was about the only part that i really felt it kind of slowed down Mm -hmm. uh a little more adding than the other systems we've done but i can't really comment if that's really a, a normal thing in a lot of systems of course right but yeah there's definitely a varying scale there like like you said, we played. Um, hey, pup. Uh When we played Numenera, uh, that's all flat numbers. Like you roll your dice and then you just apply an effect. Like it's just done and it's a lot quicker. Yeah. And then um, the expanse is also pretty quick because you're. Well, I was going to say you're only rolling d6s. Like you've only got one set of dice. But Witcher has sort of a lower number, too. You only have D6s and D10s. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, once again, as the only person with the book, my main complaint was uh, the layout. Like, it's the only critique that I think I really have because I really enjoy the system. But one of the problems I had with how they put it together was that a lot of the rules were in sidebars, and so you kind of just had to know where they were in the book. Oh, yeah. Which, it made it really hard. I had to, like, I read the book through one time, and then I had to keep going back and kind of refreshing things until I eventually just started putting flags in the book. Like, this is here, this is here, this is here, with sticky notes. Um, because the index isn't that great. Um, like, dual wielding was really hard to find because it's listed under uh, attacks, and then a subheading of joint attacks, but in the actual text, it's called dual wielding. And so yeah. a couple of things like that, where I was like, this could be put together a little bit better, but like that's a nitpick because this was only my first time running the game. Uh, I think if you were to play this and get a couple of sessions under your belt, like the rules are, are really good. And they're really fun. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. Yeah, probably just uh, entry level kind of thing. Probably just a little harder to break into. Mm-hmm. So from what you saw of it uh, and what you know of the world, do you think that this would be better as a sort of like monster of the week, one shot sort of game? Or do you think that it would be better as like an ongoing story campaign uh yeah i think it could work definitely as an ongoing story campaign i think like of course it could be a monster of the week kind of thing and i think it like you know uh, a different dungeon every week or something like that but Mm -hmm. overarching campaign would kind of make you think a little more before uh taking some big risks because you can definitely uh have things go sideways very quickly with this system yeah, and then it goes sideways, and you have that long downtime, and 
that would be interesting too, because games like Dungeons and Dragons, if you get hurt, like you you sleep for eight hours and then you're fine. This opens up a lot more role playing opportunity of what does a professional monster hunter do when they are laid up for three months? Yeah, and yeah, in the books, uh, Geralt spends months and months and months in uh, healing houses or with uh, dryads or other places, just uh, you know, getting better, <laughs> coming back from the edge of death. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. I've got one more directed question. So without any spoilers, if you were to play the Witcher again, what is one thing that you would do differently? Maybe in designing your character or role playing or engaging with the world, anything that uh, comes to mind? Oh, yeah, kind of a tough question. I, I was pretty happy with uh, with the character that I chose and uh, everything. I guess maybe what I would do is uh, maybe just do a, a little more background research on some uh, methods of persuasion and try to get the most out of using a Witcher character. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you know what? It's worth mentioning that uh, everybody gave me kind of the ideas that they wanted to play and that I made the characters. Uh, but Artalsorian games, they're well known for their life path system where you roll randomly and like you find out the events that happen to your character through like this flow chart. And nobody got the opportunity to do that, which I think is something that's really unique to this game. And so I think if I were to ever, you know, run this again, it's uh, it's required that the players get to do the life path system because it's just it's interesting. Um, you and Patrick were both playing witchers, but your backstories were completely different because of the random roles. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really neat uh, the backstories that the characters had, and I mean, uh, being witchers, you could have a hundred years of backstory. Yeah, that's another thing because you got to roll like I was rolling events uh, every decade, and like you said, witchers could be decades and decades. But I only did thirty years because I didn't want to be sitting <laughs> there making oh, characters yeah. for hours and hours alone. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so uh, before wrapping it up, uh, is there anything else that you want to say about the Witcher RPG or to anybody who's about to listen to the game or might be thinking about buying it? Uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, thanks for including uh, me and my wife Katie in that game, and yeah, we had a we had a lot of fun playing it, and it was kind of fun to kind of immerse ourselves in the world of The Witcher. Yeah, thank you both for coming on. It was a heck of a good time, and I mean, our group chat is still going, and I'm getting like weekly pings of like, so Merrick, when are we playing Witcher again? <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Katie are always. <laughs> we would definitely play again. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, thank you for coming back for the interview. And um, thank you, Artelsorian Games, for sending us this really exciting, enjoyable game to play. Uh, if anybody wants uh, to try the game out, if anybody listening wants to find it, uh, there's a free 
product called Witcher Easy Mode, a quick start for the game that you can get on DriveThruRPG, and I put the link in the show notes. So, heading into the game, our players today included Jennifer Blackmoyer playing Atha, an elf doctor, Patrick McGeehan playing Kane, a Viper School Witcher, Katie Churlin playing Seta, an elf mage, and Tyler Churlin playing Ben, a Griffin School Witcher. Cadewen, the largest northern kingdom, is a land of forests. The trees are old and stubborn, and the air has a bite of cold to it. The four of you are traveling down a well-worn roadway when a familiar scent rouses you to alertness. Blood. Somewhere up ahead, blood has been spilled, and recently. What do you do? Witcher vision. Towards the blood? Well, the witchers uh, would be able to uh, maybe tell what kind of uh, blood it is, who it belongs to, or what it belongs to. So, From the scent? Witchers have enhanced scent for tracking. Whoa! Yeah. So I would say that that's probably a wilderness survival, but it could be awareness. What do you guys think? I have a five in awareness and a three in wilderness survival. So, so I think we know what he thinks it is. So either way, that's pretty cool. I also believe it is an awareness. Let me double check because wilderness survival might actually just be foraging and tracking. Um, actually, scent is probably awareness. Also, I think the witches get a bonus to awareness too. I think. I think that's taken into account. Uh, the bonus to awareness is under your uh, uh, perks, and I think it's specifically... Yeah, I think it's a plus two when scent applies. Hey, hey. There you go. Uh, as well as the ability to track things by scent alone. Which would then be under uh, Wilderness Survival, right? Yeah, wilderness survival is tracking prey, and awareness is noticing things or spotting abnormalities in your environment. So I'm going to say that this is an awareness because you're trying to figure out what the scent is from, as opposed to finding out where it is. Gain plus one to their awareness is the ability to track things by scent alone. So is do we see blood or are we just sniffing? You're sniffing bread. You're sniffing blood, not bread. Okay, well, we waft it. Okay, so uh, both of the witchers can go ahead and make awareness rolls. Um, because you're not, like, super close, I'm going to set the difficulty at a challenging, so you need an 18. Holy hell. Okay, and then, uh, so we roll, and then we add awareness score to it. Awareness, awareness and intelligence. intelligence. And intelligence, okay. Are you intelligent? Oh, I don't know. Nine. Five, okay. Nine is incredibly intelligent. The maximum is ten. Wow. Oh, cool. Nine yeah, intelligent? Nine. Yeah, there we go. So 14. It's a smart one of us. You're okay. way more intelligent than me, okay. the doctor. Well, I oh, I threw my D10. I, Doctor's I about craft. So I might not make it. <laughs> Hildy. Okay. So I rolled a two. So... With a nine and a five, and then plus one. 
Be... Merrick, did you take into our plus one awareness already? No, I didn't. Ooh! 16, 16, 9, 14, 15, 16, 17. 17. That's a plus one. So I got oh, a 17. So close. 17. 18. Yeah. Didn't I with the plus one, I get an 18. Ah, nice. So in the future, this is definitely the situation where you could have spent luck in, um, like, before rolling. You could be like, oh, you know, it's really close. Maybe I'll spend two luck. And uh, that also just gets added in. But okay. luck is a diminishing pool. You only have that much every session. Where do we have uh, luck? It's uh, under your statistics. So oh, luck, yeah. Oh, luck, five. yeah, okay. Do you apply that before you roll? Before you know anything? Yes, unfortunately it is declare before roll. Okay. Yeah, okay, so uh, Ben takes a sniff of the air and uh, can like is really, really close to pinning it, uh, but uh, Kane gets more of a of a heavy waft, and you you can tell it's definitely human. People. Mm. Probably well, not more than a five minute walk ahead. Okay, well, I, think I can that- identify where we don't have to track. Yeah, it's it seems to be um, further down the road. Well, yeah. out come the sortie boys. I think can we take out the steel sword? Yeah. Alright, steel sword's out. What are the what are the elves doing? I've got my staff ready because it's really cool. I will have my bow out and I'll be taking up the rear. You're a bow twangy girl? I am goddamn Legolas. I thought you were a doctor. Both. <laughs> There's actually a doctor talent tree that is, I forget how you say it, but you're better at killing things, and when you do a wound, you make sure it bleeds. That is unfortunately only for melee attacks, so that's if you pull your daggers out. But you do also have uh, broadhead arrows that have a chance to cause bleeding. I just love that that's like, I'm a doctor, so I know how to kill you better. Okay, so you're coming up the road and the smell of blood gets um, thicker and thicker into the air until you come to the scene of what appears to be a massacre. That's right, Kay. So uh, there is a wagon that seems to have run into a tree and a number of human bodies in... um, armor that looks like it is uh, sort of mismatched, not uh, uniform type armor, and they're all throughout the area. Um, I'd like to examine one for their wounds. Or I guess, no, I'll, can, I'll go through them quickly to see if any are, like, hanging on. Okay, you, gonna, you can go ahead and uh, move your characters on the map and everything, and Atha is uh, checking to see if there are any survivors. That's the one. Is it just me that the bottom half of the map is all black? Nope, it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's oh, weird. That is weird, because when I move it changes. Line of sight's weird. Okay, oh, so yep. that is because that is which direction you are looking. Everything behind you is uh, invisible to you. 
So you can rotate your token by clicking on it and grabbing the handle to rotate, or you can hold E and roll your mouse wheel while clicking on your token. Oh my god. That's trippy. I don't like how realistic that is. I like to see every direction. That's I can really see every direction. That's re- oh, that's terrifying. You know what we're doing? Kind of. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. sweep out and look for tracks. Okay. okay because, so- uh, because we're witchers, can we uh, not, I guess, scent or uh, an awareness check if there's ghouls or some kind of carrion feeding monster? Well, and you can feel uh, your witcher's token, and you yeah. can sense that there's no active magic around you. It's not buzzing or giving that, like, odd sensation. And so you're not thinking that there's anything active magically here right now. Um, And so Atha is checking the bodies. Uh, No role required. You can see there are no survivors. You can, however, make a... um, uh, Oh, that's how we look. Oh, there. Neat, yeah. You could, however, make a... What's it? Is it your healing hands? I think is your defining skill um, where you could um, determine like more details about how they died and so on. Okay. We'll let the doctor... How do I do that? <laughs> um, what is your rank of healing hands? It's up at the top. Five. You. Okay, and it's tied to intelligence, it's right? Charisma. Oh, uh, to craft. Craft. Okay, so you're going to roll 1d10. You're going to add 5 to your craft. And uh, based on how much you get is going to be what you learn. And Patrick, you are searching around for tracks, right? Yeah. Jen nailed it. I got a 9. That's really close to a 10. Okay, so we're going to come back to the nine. Patrick, you are rolling uh, Intelligence Wilderness Survival. Jen, what is your total? I don't think you're ready for this total. 22. Dang, that is a really high total. Okay, okay. 22 is going to beat a difficult difficulty. Yeah. So, you can see that it's definitely very clear that these bodies have been like uh, partially eaten. There, there is a lot of damage to all of the fleshy bits. There's claw marks. There's scratching. There's biting and eating, um, and like things have been pulled around. As it, it's almost like they've a large pack of wild dogs got to it. Can I tell, like, maybe how big the claw marks would be or how big the paw would have to be? Yeah, and it's definitely quite large. More than dog, not wolf. You're thinking monster with a 22. But you also notice a couple of very, very peculiar details in that uh, in some places, and this is because you got a 22. It's because you rolled over a 20. Um, These were not... Uh, these teeth marks and claw marks were not the cause of death. You start to notice that there are occasional wounds 
from uh, like probably arrows, probably swords, but all of the arrows have been removed from the wounds. There's no, there's no um, evidence that there was weapons used, except that you see wounds that line up to weapons. So does this give me an impression that they were eaten after death, like by like scavengers, or just that they might have been attacked by super things and it's suspicious? Uh, more likely that they were uh, scavenged after death, but very, very quickly after death. Okay. I will share this information with the party. I got a 16 on my looks. All right. Uh, so with your searching around, uh, 16 beats a an average difficulty. You find a fair amount of um, footsteps and footprints that you're fairly certain are from uh, ghouls uh, that lead off to the west over the, um, the small creek bed. Tyler called it. Yeah, it's always ghouls. <laughs> if you'd like, you can also make a Witcher lore, uh, Witcher yeah, training yeah. roll to see what you know about ghouls. Does Tyler now, get to do that too? Yeah, he said ghouls, so he knows. Yeah, I'm we can assuming do that one, eh? The plus two underneath is specifically when dealing with uh, Arakeze. Yeah, that is because uh, in your life path, one of your signature hunts was against an insectoid. Cool. And did you say out loud that it was ghouls? Oh, yeah. Okay, so then everybody else, the two elves, could roll education to see if they know anything about ghouls. Yeah, do you want to do that? What am I? Don't. Yeah, there's there's ghouls under our, our uh, table, but uh... we have some sound effects for you. <laughs> should, should probably be worried about that. <laughs> like I would be. Okay, what are we, yeah, what are we rolling, rolling for? We're rolling for uh, intelligence check, right? Yeah, so an intelligence education is what uh, Atha and Seta can roll, and then the Witchers can roll Witcher training. The uh, Education roll is a DC 14. Witcher training is only a 10 for ghouls. Oh, nice. And it says uh, defining skill 7, so pretty close to getting it. Yeah, you're, yeah. I think you just get it. Because your skill plus your int is already above 10. So I rolled, yeah. I rolled a 9 and a 7 and then a 9. Holy so, hell! <laughs> so 20, 28. Here, I have a ghoul. Yeah. yeah. Nice, this one did yeah. it. So Ben knows a lot about ghouls, and we'll get to that. I got a 17 on mine. You also know about ghouls. I just uh, stand up from the tracks and turn back and to Ben. Am, am I adding... Always in, ghouls. In I'm adding intelligence, education, and my role together, right? Yep, that's mm -hmm. correct. Okay, so I got a 19. Nice. And what did Alpha get? 11. Okay, so Atha, unfortunately, hasn't heard that much about ghouls. But what Seta can tell the group 
And it's great because this is in character by Rodolf Kasmer. I don't know. You guys have played the game, so maybe you know who that is. I'm only 30 minutes into Witcher 2. Oh, Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, that guy's the best. Is it Rudolph or Ruda? Because I teach a Rudolph I, who's Ruda. I think he's just a character who wrote some Ruda, books probably in the game. I don't know who he is. And he's from the... That is. So he says... You see a lot of ghouls in the north these days. <laughs> I remember when you could go your whole life without spotting one. But with all the corpses rotting in the fields and all the blood spilling in rivers and valleys, ghouls are cropping up all over. Most people assume their corpses, mutated and reanimated by magic, into beasts. Rotten fiends that feed on the dead and attack just about anyone who comes near. Travel in packs and attack like wolves, circling their prey, all attacking and keeping the target off kilter. Now, that's what common folk know about ghouls. Now, witchers know more specific information, and both of you succeeded. So, much like other necrophages, common folk assume ghouls are reanimated corpses. They are actually of a species from another dimension that acts much like other animals. Ghouls are scavengers who feed on corpses left behind on battlefields, though they will attack fresh prey if it wanders by. You'll usually find ghouls in small packs that often fight over food once danger has passed. When fighting ghouls, always watch your back. They will attack together and try to surround you, staggering their attacks to flank you and darting back. Single one ghoul out and attack it exclusively to shave down the number of ghouls attacking. Keep in mind that ghouls can pounce from five meters away. Small chasms, short walls, and the like are much less effective against ghouls than their slower necrophage brethren. When in melee combat... A ghoul strikes with its claws, but if it grapples a target, or the target is otherwise hindered, it may bite the target to cause a bleeding wound. And, because Tyler Rhodes rolled so exceptionally, he will also know about their fury ability. When you get them down to a very low health point, they go into a massive rage of attacking and healing. Oh, great. And as you said, uh, attacks from behind, Ben uh, turned around. He's <laughs> now other facing way. the other direction, yeah. so he can see everything on the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that is very, very interesting, because when you are attacked from behind, the attacker gets a plus three bonus to hit. This game is too real for me, and it's freaking me out a little bit. So that's what you know about ghouls, and that's what you know about this situation. What else do you want to do? Did you find tracks? I did. They lead off to the west over the stream bed. Did we check the wagon to see if there's anything good left behind? Ghouls probably don't loot hard, do they? They just kill. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, except they were killed by people. And then ghouls ate them. But the people you... wanted to cover their tracks. But we right? don't know. We don't so... know if it was people that killed them. It could have been people that. steal yeah, shit all the time. Somebody, somebody with arrows, right? Is that what we know? We don't know if it was people. Can can ghouls not use arrows? They don't. I don't They're know. Kind of like crazy, four-legged, scary-looking dogs. Can they be controlled by someone? Not really. But someone has to make them, correct? I think they're just like monsters that came from just magic. monsters. 
So then, do we follow the ghouls, or do we try to find who killed the people first? Well, I think somebody came, killed all these people, ambushed them, probably for what they had in the wagon, maybe gold or something, and then ghouls happened upon a murder scene and ate them all up. Yeah, I don't think we want to go to the monster nest. <laughs> I think we want to, uh, unless there's a bounty for it. It's, yeah, I was like, unless someone's paying us. Not out of the goodness of our hearts. Can we see if we can find people tracks? Uh, you searched around and didn't find any, but somebody else could try. The only tracks that you found were the ghoul tracks. So that'd be wilderness survival? That would be a wilderness survival. And this might be a situation to use some luck if you think that it's a very difficult challenge. I'm going to scoot my boot over to the wagon. Yeah, for sure. Take yeah, a I, rolled, I rolled a 16 for just checking tracks. Yeah, no. You don't find any tracks or any uh, indication that there were people here. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to change a thing, so you go ahead first. I feel like there's something I just, from the bodies that I'm seeing, there's something not quite right. Like, even if these were killed by people and then ghouls just happened upon it, it was almost immediately. Um, and the people wouldn't have time to take out their arrows like they have. So I just, I think that even though you say they can't work in concert, I don't know, there's something off about this. I mean, I've never seen them work with people. That is a good point. Um, Jen, I will take that back a little bit and say that there was probably at least enough time for people to go in, grab their arrows, and go away. It's not like quick, quick, but like it wasn't like a three days that these bodies were sitting here rotting and then eaten. They were fresh. Juicy. I, uh, I, I, I redact all my comments. That was my mistake. You never okay. said them. Because that's information you were never given. They were, they're blacked out now. <laughs> um, okay, so Patrick, uh, it looks like searching the wagon is probably an awareness. Is that going to be what it is? I feel like awareness is, is the search. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, I think... Yeah, awareness is the search because there's a there's a streetwise which is sort of talking to people. Yeah, awareness. Weirdly enough, I have nothing in any empathy skills. Crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know. That don't seems know. weird. Yeah. It's 100% the character I would play in this world, though. Uh, oh! That little baby right there. Oh, yeah, that's the one I rolled right there. It was a 10. This is a 10 I rolled. I'm going to roll it again. Woo! Uh, well, the situation Katie described came up. I rolled a 10 and then one. Uh, Excellent. So you add 11 to your base. Your base being awareness plus intelligence. So I'm glad we covered be... that earlier. Yeah. So we're out of the way now. We don't have to worry about it. Way to go, Katie. Uh, so that's... 23? Yeah. Dang. Plus, 11 plus 12? 23? Yep, 23. Okay. It, it would be fun, though. 
So you actually, as you're searching the wagon, you can see that there's it's definitely empty of uh, goods. There appears to have been stuff here before because you can find like uh, a little bit of random stuff. Here, let's roll and find out what it is. A boot. You find um, a couple of like screws and bolts and mechanical pieces for uh, like looks like some sort of like machinery that might have been uh, moving, like you know being moved, transported. Mm-hmm. But since you rolled so high, you actually. Um, find a secret compartment uh, basically a little money case that uh, is secreted behind one of the wheels like high up in the wagon that was not discovered I'm going to 100% try to palm that Uh, sure so you're going to want to make a sleight of hand check Against, I'm going to say, everybody's static awareness. Is that how that works? Static intelligence. So that's going to be three times. So you're probably going to have to beat like a 24. No, you have to beat... You have to beat a 27 because the highest intelligence is a 9. That's insane! You're right. I I think the only sleight of hand we were concerned about was Jen's. Maybe what we should do is instead... We should have everybody actively roll. So everybody can roll their awareness versus his sleight of hand. No, F is sleight of hand. <laughs> We're at party. That's rude. I'm a jerk, Witcher. Aren't they all? Okay, so roll awareness. Yeah. Right. I'm not good yeah, at sleight of hand, by the way. Okay, I got my number. Yeah. I, I got a 13. And I got a 16. Alright, so Seta got a 13, Atha got a 14, and Ben got a 16. What do you do if you tie? Uh, Then the defender wins, which in this case would be them. Shit. I also got a 16. (laughs) Alright, so the elves are distracted looking at other things, but Ben notices Kane slip something into his satchel. Yeah. Do well, I notice him noticing? <laughs> uh, we'll see. How does Ben notice? Okay, so before I react, how lo- how long have we been traveling the path together? Like, is it like are we recent acquaintances or you're kind of a little chummy? You're actually a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Which are couple? We've been lovers for 15 years. You don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say that you're probably a group that's been together for oh, at least a couple of seasons. We did. Oh, we froze up for a second. But you're back. I see you. Yeah, we're back. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say that I uh, I don't react to it since I was the only one who noticed. And I thought, well, it's probably uh, an already looted cart. So I don't think it's probably anything important. I can always ask about it at the fire pit later. You mean with your boyfriend later? In the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it for the for the bedroom. Yeah. 
<laughs> I believe Apple is actually dog. the only one with a tent. Everybody else just has a bedroll. Well, I'm going to cozy up to Atha later then. Oh, there you go. You could share my. <laughs> we yeah, all cram in there. I, I don't do anything right now. Kind of, I just let it go by, but note it. All right. So, do you? What do you do? Do you continue along the road, or do you track these ghouls back to their lair? Did we see anything on the people, like markings that would indicate where they're from? So I think there were different kinds of armor, kind of uh, seemed like looters. Because maybe we want to go back to wherever it was they were from and ask about them as opposed to chasing ghouls. So uh, somebody could make an education roll to see if they can recognize what uh, sort of heraldry or symbols you might see. I think Seta has uh, five in education, so... Did anybody beat that? Wait, roll up. Education is right. zero. Cool. Yeah, it's only Witcher skill is all we have. <laughs> oh, well, that was pretty sad. I rolled an eight. An eight and an eight, though, because you do intelligence. Oh, intelligence and? Okay. So you got 16. 16. Okay. So with a 16, you can tell that um, these appear to be merchants guards so one of them might be a merchant and you're not certain where the where they've come from it's definitely possible that they're from a major city and heading somewhere but there's there's no way to track them back to their place of origin sorry uh jen first is there a town around here uh, no, you're basically in the wilderness between most areas. Katie, now. Um, do we want to chase ghouls then? So part of the Witcher code is you don't don't work for free, right? So we would uh, probably ask around if we run into someone else and say, "Hey, well, if you pay us fifty gold, we'll escort you by because there's a ghoul layer nearby." Okay. All I know about this, like universe is from the show I've watched. Which are sound like jerks. Oh yeah. All of There's them. a reason that most people don't like them. Um, yeah, so the um, the information that you were trying to get about uh, where these people might come from, it definitely is going to exist, but you can't find it here. You might be able to know more if you find their goods. Um, whereas... Uh, yeah, if you're looking for someone to pay you, you'll have to continue further afield, I guess. Okay, I think we'll keep track. Is it possible? Is it a thing? Oh, it would be, but I don't have any points in it because I'm very stupid. I see. I'm going to see if it was like to possible to view the battlefield and see like where they might have been attacked from from a field. Yeah, that'd be tactics. Yeah, I don't have tactics. I don't even think about it. I have a four in tactics. Yeah, so you could make an intelligence tactics roll to sort of model how this might have gone down. So I rolled an 18. Nice. Uh, yeah, with an 18, it's a challenging difficulty. I would say that if you're coming from the assumption that there was an ambush and uh, the way the bodies are laid out. 
the um, the cart was coming from the north, and uh, there was probably a group of people hiding in the trees uh, on either side. The guards were caught in a crossfire, and they attempted to rush the uh, the groups, and then splitting up, they were attacked and killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You keep saying guards. Is there a merchant body? Um, I would say that yes. There's probably one of these bodies that that is a merchant. Too bad. I was like, maybe he was taken. Then we could save him, and then you'd get money. Money is nice. I like money. Can I make a, a guess on what probably happened? Which was, uh, I, I guess Ben would guess that it was some uh, Scoitel, like the re- renegade elf uh, guys hiding in the woods. But I think that we'd be safe having two elves traveling in our band. That species is. They're they're pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, but there are way more humans that kill humans than there are elves that kill humans. There's Just actually saying, more monsters that kill humans. That's it. But they carefully remove their arrows, right? And I think that's a little more than your average human brigand. Bandits don't have a lot of arrows. Like, they wouldn't want to lose them. What well, if it was like a monster that's made of arrows? It's a new thing, and it just exploded, and then it summoned him. I don't know. I was winging it on that one. I don't think that's real. Now, talking about scavenging arrows, there's a fair amount of armor and weapons here if people want to uh, salvage for pieces. I mean, they're worth stuff, so they got armor and stuff. Yeah. Take a look, at least. Yeah, I think there's there's rules for that under crafting. Let's go rescue some armor. <laughs> rescue it from the dirt. It's so dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah, I know that I... Oh, maybe this is it. Can I wear armor? I'm not wearing it right now. Yeah, you should be wearing armor. Uh, bottom right. It's not a very busy road either. Yeah, there it is. It? That we're uh, no, on not a busy road. I was going to say, if anyone comes across two witchers and two elves scavenging everyone, they might think that we are the cause of everyone's demise. You know what? I'm really tired. No, I'm really really tired of getting blamed for things that we don't do, okay? (laughs) Okay, yeah. So there's a a thing for disassembling weapons and armor. Um, You gain half of each type of component back, minimum of one each. So if you wanted to scavenge through here for usable pieces and stuff, you would make a craft crafting roll. Craft crafting? Dr. Craft crafting. I mean, I don't, but the witchers can. Uh, uh, No, I suck at crafting. Oh, no. Buy stuff in store. But just because I'm excellent at crafting doesn't mean I'm into looting bodies. Can you tell me what they are and I can put them in a bag? Sure. Can we do that, Mary? Yeah, for sure. 
So what skills are you adding together right now? You'd be adding uh, crafting craft, craft, and then crafting. crafting. Oh, so C-R-A craft, crafting, is craft, yeah. yeah. So crafting and crafting. Makes mm-hmm. sense. You hope. <laughs> A 17. I got nine. Okay. Next, uh, <laughs> set as like bashing a rock Nine against a hand, like a sword hilt. I All get right. it. So a lot of the weapons are sort of like damaged and not usable. Like it would cost more money to get them back to working order than is useful. But some of the uh, leather uh, from the armor is salvageable. So among the... Nine or ten so bodies you get uh, with a seventeen four units of leather. Is that good? And that's shared amongst our our party. Eh? Yeah. Would you all like yeah, a unit of leather? <laughs> to give you an idea, um, if you needed to make hardened leather armor, uh, you would. No, that's hardened leather, not armor itself. We have to harden the leather first, right? Yeah, exactly. Here you go. So if you were to make um, a double woven gambeson, you need... No, that's not made of leather. Okay, a double woven hood, you would need two times double woven linen, two times leather, seven times thread, four times wax, and it would take four hours to make that hood. Holy hellfire. This sounds not super worth it. Can we sell units of leather, like, when we get to a town for money? Yeah, definitely. So, basically, uh, the leather... I'm trying to find... Here we go. Leather. Value is... One unit is 28 crowns worth. Yeah. Can we carry that? What's the weight slash capacity on that? Weight is two. Per unit or total? Per unit. Okay, so we got eight eight worth. And I think... And I didn't super, like, calculate everybody's encumbrance. Um, the encumbrance is on your derived stats, ENC. And I didn't total up everybody's gear. In a long-term campaign, you would, because there's a lot of survival elements. So when we inevitably make this a long-term game. Right, right, right. Okay, so you gathered a little bit of leather. Um, Do you want to continue northward uh, along the trail in the direction that these people came from? Because we were heading the opposite way? Like we were heading towards where they were coming from? That's right. I think knowing that there's ghouls about, though, I think Ben's going to trail at the back. And let Witcher Kane take the lead because you never know. Goose. I'm happy to get keep the old uh, keep the old silver sword out. It's loosened, loosened in the scabbard. Scabbard, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so you travel forward for a little while, and now I want to do uh, some foraging rolls. Anybody good at alchemy? What's no. Um, so it's under craft. No, I'm, 
I'm very, very good at alchemy. Ben like, is kind of. Yeah, I've got a five in alchemy. I have a five. Craft. So we're average. Bitch, my craft is eight. Okay, yeah, so while you're going, did you want to uh, be looking for a couple of alchemical substances? How about I do that, Ben, and you keep an eye out for ghouls? Or you both You're look. much better at ghoul spotting than I am. Yeah, we should have one person as a spotter is probably good enough. I mean, I'm keeping an eye for ghouls, but whatever. I don't know. You guys made me feel like ghouls are very scary. Nah. So it's wilderness survival to actually find uh, items, and then it is alchemy to mix them together. Oh, well, then maybe Ben should be trying to find them, because I don't think I'm very yeah, good at I have at a that three level. in survival and nine in intelligence, so 12 plus whatever I roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need survival. Dice plus 12. So I got a 17 for checking around for alchemy ingredients. Okay. Um, So normally in this situation, you would pick what type of substance you're looking for of the nine available. Vitriol, rebus, aether, cabrith, hydrogenum, vermilion, soil, calum, and fulgur. Um, So we're just going to go to rebus and find a fields and forest. So you find... Yeah, the Forage DC is a 12. You got a 17. So you find Selandine. I have no idea what that is. It's a flower. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take it. Wow, and you actually found nine units worth of this flower. It's very valuable and usable as a rebus component. I know of it from The Witcher. Yeah, that's that's what this is. Look at how pretty this is. Because you turn on Witcher Vision and then just walk through the woods picking flowers. Except for at this point, you'd have picked up like a whole field's worth. Just oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everything's so smoking for for you who have played The Witcher, Rebus, uh, which you can get from Celandine, is used to craft clotting powder, smelling salts, black venom, quick fire, fistek, and zirconian fire. I think Fistech's the explosive stuff. It is, but that's a master formulae, and so not something that you would have access to immediately. Yeah, let's go for the clotting powder. Yeah, but who has better alchemy? Actually, I have a five in alchemy, but only five in crafting. So if you want more clotting powder, you actually need a second ingredient, which is aether. But we can keep that in mind for later. We're probably not crafting on the road. Yeah, exactly. You probably would do it once you're sort of, like, in bed. Just walking with a mortal pestle. You have an alchemy station on wheels that you just push along? Yeah. I'm Mr. Paquette. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Seton reference, so don't worry about it. Um, Yeah, so... If you were looking for some aether in the forest, you would now be looking for hellbore petals. Yeah. Well, do we want to be gathering up ingredients or keep on trekking at a better pace? Let's do a better pace. I'm a fan of ghouls. You guys made them sound horrible. We need to to find a body of water. This is perfect berry picking uh, territory. (laughs) All right. So you continue forward um, after 
gathering a couple of flowers. And in the distance, as you come around the corner, you see a mill uh, that is running on a stream. Do they smell blood again? You smell that familiar no. scent. Dead mill rides. Yeah. Can we do yeah, uh, just one second? Pretty- Far to do an awareness check. <laughs> Give me one sec while I just uh, set up this map. Also, I'm just throwing like out there. Picturing. Celandine is one of the ingredients in the Swallow Potion, which is the healing potion in Witcher 3. So we should probably keep an eye out for drowners because we need their brains. Okay, so that is under Witcher gear. Let me just pull that out. Clotting powder isn't a healing. Uh, this is like potions that humans can't take. Yeah, they're yeah. super powerful and would roast your throat. We had to get yeah, chemically to take them. So, um, if you're talking potions, Celandine can be used in Black Blood, Blizzard, Golden Oriole, Maribor Forest, uh, Petri's Filter, and White Honey. And if you're talking decoctions, uh, you can use that in Aracas... Necker, werewolf, and wyvern decoctions. Give me that werewolf decoction every day. I think we need to kill some stuff to get decoctions, though. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> werewolf decoction is the best one for cities because it gives you unlimited sprint. Anytime I'm running around, chug that down. You gotta yeah, immersively walk. <laughs> immersively I walk? Love- I do not. I like picturing like you two witchers, and so Patrick's witcher, uh, Kane, is like no empathy and all scars and like surly. And then Ben's beside him with like flowers in his hair and a bouquet in his hands, being like, This is very Derador. Actually, I pictured him as like Obi Wan because his picture is like 100%. That's immediately what I thought. <laughs> yeah, Merrick's in my picture, I'm like, Oh, he's Obi Wan. Yeah, the point is, suspiciously glows blue, but we're not sure why. There's <laughs> the important part is that while there's like a huge difference between the two of us, as we're walking along, we're holding hands. Mm-hmm. But Ben's got a flower in his hair, and, and you're holding hands with him, but looking gross. Okay, I want to say that your your silver sword glows blue because you um you killed like an aether creature at some point, and it and it, its essence mixed with your sword somehow. Magic. Anyways, uh, you're coming along the road, and the road turns into a short bridge that leads in front of a mill. Uh, The mill wheel is running from a small waterfall that trickles into the stream, and you can see just across the bridge an old man with long white hair sort of um, putting some uh, bags of flour, like loading them into a wagon. Clearly he's easy. We attack him. I think we should ask him if he saw the people leaving that were attacked on the road. But should it be okay. the, the two scary witchers that come? Yeah, out who's gonna go talk to them? Or the hated elves? Yeah, enemies of his people, or the monsters that hunt people. I think it should be the witchers because if nothing else, he might tell them out of fear. No witches. Let's sneak up and then jump out of a bush at him. Yeah. And scream. Good luck sneaking across this bridge. It is like getting to be twilight. 
Ooh, you guys accept that challenge. Sneak across that bridge. What? What was that? Who goes there? Must have been the wind. <laughs> Must have been the wind. <laughs> I shoot him in the side of his head, and then he just gets up from his dinner table and sits back down with his friends. <laughs> it's a Skyrim reference. Yeah. That is a Skyrim reference. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we trot over to him. Are you coming? I've been- Are you still yeah. holding hands? That's my. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this place is not as forward-thinking as most. Uh, so we tend to hide our true love, uh, as our yellow cat's eyes are unwelcome enough. Unfortunately, we won't judge you. I know you don't. And that's why we love you. Ow. Hey, go scare that man. And because everyone hates you too. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Tell you who you are. They don't fear you. You want to hang yeah, back, Ben, or you want to come with me? Yeah, we'll both come up there and uh, we'll kind of act uh, aware like something's going on because maybe we can uh, get some money for that ghoul nest or something. There you go. Put the swagger on full mode. Dial it up. All right. So um, if you're heading over the bridge, go ahead. He'll probably notice you as you start. And uh, yeah, so Kane is... is... Yeah, go ahead. Is it possible to stealth, not super stealthy, but just like to maybe not like hide along, but like walk quietly to the point of like, where he notices later than he thinks he should, like to appear yeah. mysterious. Yeah, for sure. So um, go ahead and make yourself a dexterity stealth check, and I will set a difficulty for that. I really like your guys' candle. Every time I look at your picture, it makes me laugh and smile keep thinking it's real it's and then the candle flame doesn't move right and it, it weirds my brain out better worse seven like basically the same you got a seven no no i was just saying it's seven on the scale uh, on the, on the fake flame scale i did roll okay. seven actually <laughs> And comedically, Ben is just walking normal while Witcher Kane is for some like sneaking beside him. You don't have to call me Witcher Kane. Like I hope you don't. Okay. <laughs> it's just Kane. We're both witches. We've been together for years. Stop calling me Witcher Kane. Like it's a title. Um how do you do mathematics is the question. Maybe it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine where they both call each other uh Doctor. <laughs> yeah, Doctor, Doctor. Uh, no, it's like your daddy thing. Instead of calling him Daddy Kane. Or Candy Kane, because he's so sweet. That's, 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 that's her private. Every, every person who's called me Candy Kane has, is no longer seeing the sun. Keep that in mind. So they I became eternal. I think, yeah, I got a 20. 
Okay. Yeah. So um, you're sort of moving up and basically you get to the edge of the bridge before he sort of looks up and goes, Oh, uh, greetings, travelers. Um, greetings, friends. What brings you through? Yeah, we're both uh, witchers, and uh... <laughs> well, I guess we'll just—that's right out the gate, then. All right. He's—he's he's pretty. You're pretty sure that he knows that. He looks really nervous. The fact that he's sort of stumbling over his words is because you're suddenly up beside him. Pretty obvious. Oh yeah, there we go. Whoa, I'm moving without ghost movement. That was what you did. Yeah. Um, you see anybody traveling down this road lately? Maybe a bunch of armed folks? Big wagon? Anything like that? She's possessing him. Um, yeah, we, we had, uh, some merchants pass through yesterday. Um, day before last, maybe. Friendly folk. Did you have trouble on the road? Oh, but they did. Oh. Uh, and he kind of, like, steps back from you. And says, I don't want any trouble. It wasn't us. Someone, oh. someone came upon them and knocked them all full of holes back down the road. Oh, well... It's a dangerous bit of woods to the south. I warn them as best I can, but creatures coming up out of the old keep. Would this keep happen to be to the west? Yeah. um, Just follow the river down a little bit south and uh, to the west. Yeah. Has there been any uh, bounties posted about that keep? You know, seeing as we are witchers. Oh, well. Seeing as we are witches. And he kind of nervously looks over his shoulder up at the mill, and you can see, like, it's a two-story building. There's a uh, a couple of doors on the bottom, like a big warehouse door right around here, and then a smaller door there. And he sort of looks up and he says, well, you might want to speak to Bessa then. Um, We've been talking about someone hiring a witcher, but uh, you'd, you'd need to speak to her. Well, then we'll go do that. All right. Do you guys, like, whistle for us? Sorry, say again? Do you guys, like, whistle for us so that we know to catch up? Hey. You can come up now. If we're gonna go speak to this lady, does anybody have yeah, like some seduction skills or anything like that? Merrick, did you give anyone points in grooming? Uh, yes. <laughs> that was a joke, Katie. <laughs> I, I'm well groomed. I am not. Um. So, the man introduces himself as Hirtalt of Laud. And he leads you um, across the shore and into the uh, smaller door. And you see like a, um, a 
it's a mill area. Like there's the the wheel goes in, and there's the um, all the gears, and it's clearly going right now and crushing grain and so on. And uh, there's a set of stairs in the back that leads you upwards and into uh, the second level where there will be a woman. One sec. Pachow. I just jumped through the wall. I'm Nightcrawler. Oh, is the wall not set up? I don't know. I went through it. See? Nightcrawler. Oh, uh, yeah. There we go. This is, how, is this now where we're going can. now? Oh, I'm trapped. Now, now the wall is restricted movement. Do we need to be in here? Okay. Though? Now we're going to try and move people. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, I was like, but I came in through over here. All right. So, yeah, you actually come through um, these sets of doors after coming up some stairs. And uh, you can see there's a woman in here with sort of like short hair, um, really burly build, like somebody who definitely carries around a lot of. Uh, bags of flour, maybe. Um, and she says, Here, Tolt, what have you brought here? And he says, Witchers. Witchers, Bessa. Uh, they might be able to help. You said we had something saved, right? And she comes forward and she looks at you and she looks, uh, you know, not friendly and says, uh, We've got some saved. Creatures menace us and menace travelers down in the keep. 1,500 ducats. If you clear that out. Is that good? That, uh, 1,500 ducats is 500 Redanian crowns, which is the common currency. It's... It's like what they could scrape together, and it's the cost of a nice piece of armor or a really, really good sword. Should we, uh, so as an aside, before we negotiate, can we do things like, uh, what was it again? The promise of what's at home that you don't know about. Can, can, can we pull one of those? Uh, I, don't know if you I can't give you the gift of surprise. I'm home. I'm can already we, at home. Can we take everything? <laughs> like, if we take their their fifteen hundred, can we also because it's a mill? Can we get like some supplies, like some food or something? Maybe even spend the night, rest up. Yeah, so that might be a negotiation type role, uh, which would be persuasion, empathy. So definitely, somebody could attempt that. Okay, let me give a shot at that. Maybe a guide, too. Uh, so I have a one in empathy, and I have zero in persuasion. Should I be the one? Should I ask for him? I should probably be the one, right? <laughs> the negotiator? I got a three. I don't actually talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Not, like, I'm not taking that seriously. No, I don't. I don't deal. <laughs> when people are talking, I just stand in the back and glower. And we have a minus four to empathy, too, right? So <laughs> that's That is accounted for. That Jen, how empathetic are you? Sorry, what was that? How empathetic are you? Nope. Did I not give anybody I mean, empathy persuasion? I'm a little, I'm a little empathetic, but I have nothing in persuasion. Most of us just spit on people when they would walk in. 
have a bit in empathy, but I have nothing in persuasion either. Jen, what's your empathy? Five. So I Katie's a, got a six. Six, yeah. yeah. So I guess I do it. Is there another way to persuade? Like, uh, you know, like loosen the swords and the scabbard and seem a little like tough, right? That'd be intimidation, which is also under empathy. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Where is no, it? No, I couldn't see it at all. Oh, it's under will. Where's under will? Oh, it is. There it is. Yep. Yeah, so you could definitely do like a we're witchers and elves. Pay us more and give us a place to stay before we do your dirty work. And that would be an intimidation, absolutely. Can you assist people in this? I don't think so. I haven't seen any assistance rules. Because I think two witchers doing that versus one would be... (laughs) Yeah, I think that that is um, the sort of thing that would be under a modifier. And then maybe our our mage could dim the lights at the same time, make us seem scarier. You just reach over it like a hooded lantern and dial it. Magic, yeah. Get you met with magic, but I totally pictured Katie just like hitting a dimmer switch. Okay, so uh, if that is the route you want to go, who wants to intimidate with Will? I have a one. I have a one in intimidation and six in Will. You're the you're the intimidating boy. So that's a seven as opposed to Katie's six, which would be the friendly persuasion. Oh, it doesn't pay to be friendly. Right? No, to be fair, though, it was Katie's idea first to ask. So maybe we'll let uh, Seta be nice, and then Ben's ready to. Yeah, can we up. can we do it the nice? We'll do it the hard yeah. way afterwards. We Ben's slipping on brass sure. knuckles as as she's talking. Fourteen. Okay, so a fourteen hits an average difficulty. So she'd say, "I know it's not a lot." So if uh, if you need some extra supplies, we can give you a couple of days' rations worth to carry you over. But I'm not keeping any mutants under my roof. So at, at that point, Ben uh, is going to push forward. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Who are you calling a mutant? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Go ahead. Make an intimidation. <laughs> but he, he didn't do so great because he rolled a one. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh. so roll again and then subtract the second roll from your base. And then you rolled a nine. <laughs> hey, who are you calling? We're, hey, we're, we're down to one because you can't call, negative. Who are you calling really. call a mutant? Huh? So you step forward and there's just like this moment where you're standing over her and then you see, you look down and she's got a dagger pulled out and she says, you're in my house and I'm trying to give you a job. And then, then does he like kind of stumble back and trip? <laughs> no, I won't, I won't take the badass witcher coolness away from you. The swords catch on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just a little ting and it kind of like undermines you a little bit. Let me just get it out. But yeah, she doesn't seem at all intimidated. You get the sense that people have come through and tried to strong arm her and this mill before. 
can we there's there's witcher signs can we use witcher signs to influence people because i forgot about that one too yeah we yeah. could steal her mind yeah so you've got that in uh the images that i sent all of the signs you have i believe it's erden or whatnot erden ken ard igni axi there's another one isn't there? i think axi would be the that's stunning it, opponent though so there is specifically a sidebar talking about using it to uh, affect people's minds. Oh yeah, because in combat it's a stun, and in out of combat it's a like a speech option. Yeah, that's the one using like dialogue. Yeah. Or we could just leave this poor woman alone and go murder things. Yeah, I, I mean we have like food, and we're getting paid, which is what you guys wanted. So I'm gonna put my hand on Ben's shoulder and go. It's not the first time we've slept in the woods. And then, like, just that casual, like, you know, like a, a, a reassuring shoulder rub just a little bit. A little sweet. Yeah, sweet. So, uh, for future reference, using Axie for persuasion. Axie can also be used instead of persuasion. You roll spell casting instead of persuasion, and the opponent rolls resist magic instead of resist coercion. Ben and I are just going to do nothing but that now. (laughs) Axie summons a glow of white energy around your hand and the target's head, so it is easily spotted by anyone watching. Only on individuals. Yeah, so best to a one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can I talk to you in this room over here for no reason? You guys just need to talk two-on-two because there's two. (laughs) So I could get really uh, Ben Kenobi on them. Perfect. I don't know. I know you're going with, like, Ben Kenobi, but I'm feeling, like, Ben Solo vibes from you. (laughs) Start Um, attacking the, like, everything in her mill. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Your sword slowly bleeds from blue to red. And it has two cool daggers sticking out of the side. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That I accidentally hit myself with all the time. Like, just reaching for it. Ow, shit. All right. But daggers is a cross guard. They will um, They will show you the money, but they won't give it to you until uh, you come back with, you know, proof of dead monsters, whatever it is that's coming out of the old keep. And um, they will outfit you each with four days of trail rations. Did we know how far the keep is away? Uh, you'd be able to make it uh, within a couple hours' journey, so... Okay. You probably want to sleep through the night before going in. Otherwise, you would be getting there middle of the night, very, very deep dark. Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. We do a different one-shot every month, and I hope you check out our next one. Please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at Skyhammer Press. Also, if you want monthly releases of homebrew content, pledge to our Patreon as a $3 minstrel at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Do you guys have like a thematic candle going on? It's my prop. It's real, though. (laughs) Okay, I was going to get out the dragon that blows smoke, but I didn't know where to put it, so... You have a dragon that blows smoke. That's really fun. Um, My mother bought it for us. It's an incense burner.
This all makes sense now that I said my mom bought it. It works good for Warhammer. Yeah. To be fair, just owning a dragon that blows smoke makes sense. There just need to be a reason. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is good for Warhammer, but I only like to play the Lord of the Rings Warhammer. All the other stuff is not meaningful enough to me. Wow, you just destroyed a lot of lore in the 40k universe. So ridiculous, first of all. There's enough of that lore in my house. It's <laughs> Taking lore. up lots of bookshelves. Yep. <laughs> What you doing in there, Patrick? What, what? What you drinking? This is a Pepsi. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's new in Canada. There's nothing in it? No. I don't have to be drinking, Jen. Oh my god, am I an alcoholic to you? <laughs> no, we just usually drink at games. Yeah, my scotch is right here. It's fine. <laughs> I'll be drinking that when I'm finished with my Pepsi. Why don't you just put the scotch in your Pepsi? <laughs> Pretend like you didn't say that first. Maybe it's more just like an online Forever Twenty One, and when you shop for Forever Twenty One, you don't expect to get good clothes; you just expect to get clothes. I've heard of Forever Twenty One, but I have no idea what it is, other than a store. It's a bar. For I, think you're lying. I think you're lying. I think it's that's a, a secret. Lie. We tell you it's for clothes, but really, it's a bar. That would be a sick bar for vampires who are explicitly created at the age of 21. There's like a sect of Perfect. them. Patrick, um, so I have Vampire the Masquerade as a review game, and now the adventure is going to be set at a bar called Forever 21. Cool. <laughs> there you go. I did it. did that. I did that. Is there any copyright infringement if you call the bar Forever 21? I don't make money. Okay. (laughs) But I'm excited because I get my own classroom. Ooh. And my own team. So I got two EAs working with me and a SLP. That's awesome. Allegedly an OT, but... Is there, like, a different language that I'm not picking, like, that you guys speak that I don't? What's well, the SPDF three nine one seventy four? Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. like speak? You guys like mixing in half Elven or something? Yeah. Well, we're both, we're both <laughs> Elven. So. The the half Elven. The secret to half Elven is that it's just acronyms. It's just speaking <laughs> as if you work in government. Yeah, it's uh, the E L V E N language. Yeah. Poor Tyler. <laughs> When I like first started talking about work to him, he was like, "You know, you need to tell me what that means, right?" Well, then, well, I know it now. But when you start talking to everyone else, I'm like, "Hold on a second. You said fifteen things that only you know. Yeah, an OT is overtime, not occupational therapist. No, it's occupational therapist. (laughs) SLT is speech language pathologist. Let's have a secret code that means we killed Tyler's character." Asparagus. Oh, no. no, it's uh, cauliflower. Do you like asparagus or cauliflower better? <laughs> I, thought, I thought cauliflower was we kill everyone. Asparagus yeah, is it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Broccoli's the new one. Yeah, that's like what broccoli is, one. though. I wrote it down. <laughs> Me too.
Oh yeah. Um, and then all of the stopping power and and hit locations and all of that. When we, when we get into combat, inevitably we'll run through all of that again. Inevitably, you mean there's going to be combat? There better. So. Be. This game is about combat. Yeah. Well, my character is a pacifist. You have two Let's wooden swords that you don't use. He asked the uh, monsters nicely. We can't talk our way out of any situation. We're all like hated. Isn't that our social standing or something? But I'm fe- we're feared. At you guys are <laughs> yeah, good. the elves are hated and the witches are hated and feared. I think we won't even be allowed oh, to go. Oh, cool! <laughs> I didn't think about that in terms of walking into a village. Well, maybe they won't want us in a tavern, but maybe they'll be too scared to kick us out. And if they try, we'll kill them all. We'll just go hang out with the dwarves. Do they like us? More than people. Apparently animals like us, Jen, so why don't you and I stay in the woods? Excellent. And we send them in. To bring out the alcohol. <laughs> 